And that's what tracking feels all about. For five. No, it's, no certain 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 like, it's not consuming me like yeah. 24-7. I gotta be patient. <laughs> Hi, I'm Woody Kincaid, and welcome again to The Price of a Mile. Uh, This is the first episode in a very long time, uh, but it's a special one. Me, Lopez Lamong, and Mohamed um, recorded this episode just three days before we went to uh, what is now called the Portland 5000, uh, which was a race at Nike Campus track on a Tuesday night where Matthew Senchowitz, Lopez Lamong, and uh, me, uh, Woody Kincaid, were all paced by Mohamed, uh, to a 13 flat race in front of thousands of people in in Beaverton, Oregon. So this is just an online diary of uh, how we felt going into this race. We talked about the camp before this race. We talked about gambling in the sport, where they see themselves uh, next month in Doha. And uh, it's just a really interesting online diary of uh, our thoughts, uh, the moments before one of the greatest moments of our lives, definitely mine. Uh, so it's a very special podcast for me. Oh, and we talked about the social media beef with Paul Chalimo. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this because you can just hear the nerves and the excitement uh, for the uncertainty of uh, the event that we're about to just walk into, um, which obviously turns out to be better than what we could dream of. By the way, we're in Park City, sitting in the basement, and uh, I forced these guys to do it, so thank you for No worries, it's time. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. This team is just, like, a big part of the sport is that it just transforms from year to year. And how would you put this 90 days of training versus, like, your past years? Because you've been in 13 flat shape before, but you guys are in, like, insane shape now. Like, from what I've seen at this camp, it's it's unreal. Like, I'm not even trying to, to scare the competition or anything. <laughs> These guys have been on another level. I've been getting dropped in every workout. There's only been one workout where I finished the workout with them. Do you feel like this is the best shape you've ever been in, Lopez? You're 34 years old or January 1st birthday, but you're probably 34 years old. Right. Do you think this is the best place you've been? Yeah, I think I believe um, I think I'm in the right place today than the past. 
because like I think um, as 34 years old, um, there is a lot of <clears throat> things that like, you really need to accomplish in your life. You know, I basically been going through a lot of injuries in the, in the past like four or five years. It's just like, it. sometimes when you're injured, you just need that kind of like a hand to kind of like come back to you and say, you know what, you can still do this. You know, there's a time like I normally just go to my house, my room, lock the door and I was like, you know what, I think I went to two Olympics, you know, I run this, my, like, you know, whatever, like, you know, just if I walk out of this sport, maybe, you know, m maybe I've already done enough to be able to contribute to this sport. But also that's another thing, like in my, my in a, in a heart, like in, inside my heart, it's like, you know what, this boy is the one who, who checked me all the time. This team is the greatest team ever. And I would never have an opportunity to be able to train with this world-class, high-caliber athletes ever again. Why not just go out there and just trying to like learn from them, kind of like enjoy, like just the ride a little bit. And just like maybe just they, they might take me to where I need to be. In the last year or so, to, since 2017, you can, you can actually talk to that as well more. You know, I saw, you know, some of the, our athletes like meddling, some of our athletes are really running really well. It's just like that. And I was like, you know what? This is the same program that we always you know, I'm, I'm part of it as well. I'm buying into it. Why not just go out there and I just, you know, trying to like mingle with these guys. And, you know, the only guy, thing I, I break in the, in the table uh, is the, just as an old man in this group, is that like, I feed out of you guys um, just energy. You know, every day, everybody's just like excited and, you know, just go, go out there, lace the shoes and go out and, and and just do the best we can for this great great sport that we are we are doing. And it's not just we are doing for ourselves, but also there's a lot of people following us out there, like you know, trying to see what they can be able to do for themselves to like to to be better athletes as well. Because young kids out there, they like they adore us. You know, they wanted to be like us, and we need to be able to show that in our, in in our world stage and things like that. So Mo ran like you know break 13 minutes, and I remember I was in Park City with you. And I was just like, I was just jumping up and down. It's like, this is the guy, like I trained with, with him all the time. And just, he ran 12.58. You know, I, th I think I can be able to like, you know, learn from him. And, and I'm so happy that this is the day nine, 90. And uh, hopefully we can be able to like replicate that in the world stage. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Mo. Yeah, question. The question was um, in, like comparing over the years kind of. And, you know, like what happens is as athletes, um, we go back to our previous years and we say, okay, like this was a good year. And you always are trying to look for patterns and, and what have you uh, of what went well over the last couple of years and stuff like that. And to be honest, like I, I couldn't tell you exactly what kind of shape I'm in. I mean, I ran 1258, but I think I probably was in that sort of shape in 2016. I was in that sort of shape 2017. I just didn't get the opportunity to display that. So I, I honestly couldn't, based on the workouts we're doing, based on being in the zone of training and in the flow of training, and you're just been at altitude for so long, and there's so many ups and downs of altitude. You know, some days you feel good, some days you feel bad. I couldn't pinpoint exactly what kind of shape I'm in. Um, maybe I regressed. I don't know. Maybe I'm in 13-0 whatever shape as opposed to 13 or 12-58. I think... I think, um, you know, for me, one of the things that has been going on for me with the group has been I really have been injury free for the most part. And, you know, knock on wood, you know, I've it's just luck. I mean, honestly, like it's just it, most of it is is, is luck. Um, but I think for me, 
you know, 2015, 2016, 17, 18, 19, all those years of being injury free, I think is just a should enable me to be in good shape, I feel like, you know, what I mean, and I think that's the name of the game is continuity, um, just putting the mileage together. Um, so yeah, okay, well, yeah, yeah, I can speak for you. I know you're too modest to do it. Yeah. I, I know you're in sub 13 you were in sub 13 shape three months ago yes like you're in 1250 shape i mean maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll see we'll yeah, see yeah, yeah yeah from from my experience the last three months is uh this was the most difficult time for me to train as a runner yeah and i voiced this with you guys yeah a couple of days ago yeah, yeah i was like yeah. i almost lost my freaking mind <laughs> like i seriously and i think i know what it was it was um i had a different mentality than you guys going in we talked about it, going into this camp. Yeah, I always thought like if Jerry gave us a split, that like the team in the past, we would we would hit that yeah. split. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you opened my eyes to the fact that like that's not how it is in the summer. Yeah, I'd never been healthy in the summer. Yes. This is my first time in the summer. Like yep. coming into this camp, that the team had changed. Really? Yeah. This is just how it is every summer. Like yeah. people run way faster than ask yeah. them. They like push themselves to the limit because. Yeah. They've got like a world championship or Olympics in front of them. You know? It is, it is, mm-hmm. it is. I mean, honestly, like I remember uh, 2015. 2015 was like my, my first year with the group. And I remember like Evan Jager, like we were up here in Park City with, I don't know, it was like 10 guys. Uh, there wasn't as many uh, of the of the Bowerman babes uh, yet. And I just, I just remember like how flowy, how just even like an, on a, on a, like a 70 minute run, you could just tell like how elegant and how fit he really was and i could just see him just crushing workouts like it was nothing like jerry would give him would throw him anything and he would mm-hmm. he would just ace it you know mm-hmm. what i mean he would just knock it out of the park and in 2016 i i got in that kind of shape you know so in 2015 evan gets to that to that level he jumped you know in level and he was just literally like anybody like lopez would take up take take him on he would he would handle them. Right. Ryan, myself, everybody, Dan, mm-hmm. um, and then um, Ryan actually in twenty uh, fall of twenty sixteen, winter of twenty uh, fall of sixteen. No, fall of twenty fifteen, winter of twenty sixteen. His best year, yeah, best, yes. best time ever. for Ryan. Ever. Hill. We're talking yeah. about Ryan Hill. Yeah, right? Ryan Hill. Yes. Like he Fantastic. was the guy who jumped those sort of levels, and I swear, like he was dropping everybody. You know, he could just anything that Jerry threw at him, like he would he would ace. He would just be like. You know, people would be dropping like flies. You know what I mean? Um, and then I got to that level during that summer of 2016, and it was just like, it's, it just, <coughs> what happens is, you know, you jump the level. Uh, all of a sudden, I feel like sometimes you get a little naivety. You're not really thinking about the workouts as much. And I think for me, it was more true in 2016 because I was still very, very new to the group, and so I didn't really know what certain type of workout um was like that that jerry threw at me i've never tasted it i didn't know how bad it hurt or anything like that so i would just take that and i would say okay i'm just gonna go with it and be naive and 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 crush it and be 10 whatever 12 seconds quicker but the reality of it is like you know during the summer you're fit you know the weather is hot you know reps Mm -hmm. just kind of you just kind of go a little too hard sometimes you want to your the nervousness the 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 juices are flowing a little bit you're a little jazzed up for the workouts and you just kind of knock it out of the park and um, you just, I don't know, like this is Jerry, this is essentially the whole year. This is what he's leading you to is 
you know, the summer. I feel like uh, in the fall, Jerry will be like, hey, you know, if we're going too fast or one guy's going out a little too quick, he'll just be like, slow it down, slow it down, get the pace. But I feel like um, in the summer, he's he isn't as worried about whether you run too fast or whether you, you run slower, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or you hit it, you nail exactly what he gives you. I can feel for you as well, like, you know, just being with these guys, especially Mo, in this, work, in, in, in this altitude and everything seems like a little bit intense, you know? A little bit like fast. If we just have opportunity to, be, to race, I think we can just like, like take down the world, you know? Because the, the workout we do, I don't think anybody in the world out there, like any group, in America, anywhere in the world, work as hard as we are, you know. And, and I'm, I'm telling you because, like, just sometimes we do the workout, and then when you, when you post it or put it on your um, on your um, logbook or something, story. you know, on <laughs> your log, on your logbook, you know, <laughs> and, and, and you're like, I can't believe I just did this workout, you know. I can't believe I can I can be able to do this workout and just like, you know, nobody should be able to beat us, and so. Um, I think is 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 a great group, and I think we are missing all those like guys who just say like you know Ryan Hill, Evan Jagger, and and the rest of the uh, the guys will be coming in. I think things are just gonna get get really really tough in the next year to two years because you know it's 2020 and twenty twenty one is gonna be really really tough. So I I'm really excited about this, and as an old man, as a grandpa of this team, I'm just gonna go the wave. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, workouts are what kind of give you confidence, you know, and sometimes what happens is. You know, you hit a you hit a really good workout and you gain confidence, and all of a sudden that enables you to be like, all right, let me attack the other one too. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, there is something. I mean, definitely for me in 2016, that was sort of the thing. It was one of those things where I was, I would anything that Jerry threw at me, like I would I would hit it, and then I was, it was I kind of was possessed a little bit, you know, and um and that's probably we, we, we all we all do. Yeah, you get possessed, <laughs> you get possessed, and you know it's the greedy, you know, sometimes. I mean, but it, but the, well, my point is, there's a time for greed. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. now. It's yeah. before worlds. It is, yeah, right. It is, yeah. There's lots, lots of different energies that that you're feeling at this at this point of the year. You know, you, you're thinking about your competitors. You're thinking about the medals. You're thinking about you know the, the big is. crowd. The big, you know, you're thinking about representing your nation. Mm-hmm. You, all those things, and um, it's all those things that on the day to day that kind of influence how you attack uh, each day. You know, really, so. Well, I uh, I sh- I want to make a public apology, <laughs> apology to you guys <laughs> this guy because I, I've been on edge all camp, as you guys know, and and it, I think it was only in the last few days that I realized, like, man, this was a good thing for me because I was I was going, you guys were going hard, yeah, you guys are going hard, and I, and now I understand why, like, you've got bigger fish to fry, you yeah, know what I mean? no, definitely, definitely, and. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like there there were some moments in the camp where I like I. I took my frustrations out on you guys, and and to be honest, this is I, the thing. This is the thing. Actually, that right. tension, that sort of tension, like you know, is actually good and and needed. To be honest, seriously, like when when somebody complains or you know, it's sort of like uh, you know, let's say I'm taking it to like Lopez in a workout, you know, and I smell blood. I'm like, you know, that gives me the the. the <laughs> I was. The- I was the father. I understand. I understand. And then also... Lopez uses me to come up on workout. <laughs> it's speed work. Yeah. Speed work. I'm running 51. Lopez runs a 48 yeah. no matter what. But he'll start behind me just so like... He can right. Exactly. Exactly. Which is... 
But it, actually, those, those sort of tension is actually a good thing, honestly. Like, if you, you know, one of your teammates is complaining or, like, you know, like, what the hell, what are you doing, you know, or yelling or that, that sort of tension actually gets the, the juices flowing even more. So, it's, it's a good thing. I mean, and honestly, like, I remember in 2015, like, man, I was just latching out to Ryan Hill, man. Like, Ryan, like, really took me to, to new heights. Like, I was just this... And to be honest, like, I think that was one of the easier years of the group. Um, and I was lucky and fortunate enough uh, to, to join the group in 2015 when everybody, like, you know, Ryan was only about a year in to Jerry's training mm-hmm. and um, German and Chris and all those guys were about a year or two uh, into Jerry's training. And I mean, I was already competing with them in college. So I, I felt like the level wasn't, they were probably a few notches ahead of me for sure. But I felt like I could build, and if I latched onto them like a fly, that I could kind of build the, build the, the, you know, kind of uh, fill the gap. And 2015, like Ryan took me all over the place. Like you know, he was in Beijing. You know, like World Championships. Like I, I really like watched him and all the workouts in Park City. Like it was him who really led most of those workouts. And um, you know, so I was at where you were at. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think it just takes one year of experiencing this and I, you know, I feel like it's just going to help you out a lot. Yeah. I, th- I, think, I think, yeah, I think also like with uh, Wood, it's like, you know, this is a great um, season for you and you should be able to just like enjoy the moment because I mean, right now we're talking about like about eight, eight months away uh, to the uh, Olympic trials or so. And um, I think all this mileage and this workouts, is like it's going to help all of us, you know, and, and the way, you've been training and the way you've been consistent all this camp 90 days in and like basically you went out you did your work you know and yeah maybe altitude is a little bit tough right now but i think going forward is like you know when we come back for another a little preparation for the you know uh, world champion uh, olympic uh, trials and olympics like you're gonna be fantastic and i think it's you know you're very young and you're just gonna keep improving from here now on so um good job thank you uh yeah yeah that's good i think i feel like we had to get that out in the open but uh the other thing is i is i've been asked this by three or four people a couple people asked on twitter there's this growing feeling after usa's and and we'll talk about the 5k later in the in the podcast that there isn't that we're doing all this for for who right like where's the audience yeah like where's track where's the where's the crowd on track and field and I think a lot of people are asking now, especially uh, now that we can talk to so much yeah. um, and, and, and since it's kind of USAs are over, uh, how, how do we expand the sport? Yeah. And <clears throat> I've answered this on a couple other podcasts and I told them I'd talk about it. The obvious answer to me is that we should bring gambling into this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said earlier, we talked about this in the car, they're like, no. No, I mean, I mean... Like for me, that's sort of like more of a like a personal personal like uh, 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 thinking, you know what I mean? Um, in terms of like you know, I'm not really into like like a, like I said like a risky behavior like gambling or mm. um, I don't know like th- those sort of things. Like that's just not like my personality. So th- that was the only reason why I was saying like I wouldn't be if if somebody were to ask me, hey, you know, what would you change uh, to make the better sport uh, make make the the sport better? I wouldn't be like, oh, gambling or anything like that. You know, that's sort of like, I'm just trying to be like more uh, authentic to my personality or, or something like that. You know what I mean? But obviously like, you know, horse racing, 
draws like thousands of uh, crowds and so, thousands of people people like dressed to the nines mm-hmm. to see horses <laughs> they dress up for it <laughs> yeah you know um so definitely i mean probably like if gambling was part of um part of the the races that were available out there like yeah probably it would definitely enhance the exposure of of of, of the sport but i think there is probably more that needs to be done. It, you'd have to probably like change the structure of the sport a, a little bit more. And I feel like, you know, the Ida Black is trying to do that, you know, to a certain extent, like the, the format of, um, of the diamond league races or something mm-hmm. like that. I think there was, Shorting, so, yeah, shorting it. yeah, making it shorter, like the program such that it, it fits into, instead of like a two hour program that you watch, it's like maybe 90 minutes or, you know, hour 20 or something like that. I don't know. Um, there's just so that. many, the reality of, of track and field is it's just it's a niche sport. It is it's one of, it's it's not a fun sport to be honest. Like when people go out there, if you watch you know the, like basketball on TV, and you're like oh you get motivated by that you're like oh I want to do that. You can get a basketball and you can go out and shoot and it's actually pretty fun. You know it's not like it's not rigorous. Tra- running is you get inspired you know like watching the Olympics or something like that. You get, you buy your shoes, you buy your whatever. It's relatively inexpensive sport for the most part. Um, but going out there and suffering for whatever, like thirty minutes or whatever, for the average Joe, it's extremely hard. You know, it's 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 not a fun sport. You know, a lot of state. You know, I mean, we're not normal people over here. Um, so I don't know. There has to probably be like some sort of structural thing that needs to be addressed. Um, I'm not anywhere in power to really do that, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like for me, I'm I mean, sort of, I, I kind of, I don't know. I'm kind of, uh, this is probably like a spastic take. But for me, I'm like, F man. Like, you know, I don't want to, you know, try and get anybody that really doesn't really understand the, the sport or isn't like invested in terms of like the mental uh, capacity to watch track and field. I mean, because I feel like running, endurance sports, it takes a lot of mental like focusness to watch because I feel like attention is is the issue uh, where with with running like it's like you have a a race a five thousand meter race and all that's really shown is about like five minutes of it on you know TV what I mean? yeah on TV <laughs> so I feel like it's sort of like the way that it is uh, being thrown out there to people isn't really what track and field is it's like snippets of it and i feel like they're trying to be like oh the attention span of the of the watcher and anything like that so i feel like i just like i said spastic take this spastic take like i'm not i'm not going out there and saying okay let's try and get like appease the individual that their attention span is is this um and try win them over to watch track and field i don't know like um but, but my, is, is that fair? Like, I don't know. Well, we, the people who are like that are already passionate fans. Like, they're already there watching it. They're already stoked about it. We're yeah. trying to get more people invested. And that, that, it, it, yeah. And that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying is, if you threw in 100 meters, I felt like most people would watch. 100, 100 meters goes like this. It's less than 10 seconds or whatever. Well, they're getting I mean? rid of the 5K and the Diamond League. Yeah, they are. They're going exactly. for shorter events. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like sort of... And for me, I think maybe that's probably why I, I'm, I'm kind of like... Forget it, man. Like, I don't care. Like, just keep it the way it is. You know what I mean? Like, try don't change it as much. You know what I mean? Because one of my events is sort of... It's, it's, it's been... I'm probably not maybe... I'm, I might not even compete at the Diamond League. I'm just saying, like, next year. You know what I mean? 
so I don't know. Like it's it's kind of like appeasing it, um, appeasing. Which I don't know. We're trying to like appease a lot of people. You know what I mean? The tragedy of the majority, man. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. but to be honest, like this is the thing. Like a lot of the races in Europe, man, it's like. 30,000, 40,000, Thank 50, you. 000, yeah. You know so, what I mean? So, and that's yeah. the thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's probably uh, um, a North America thing. Like North America, the dominant sports are the major sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Canada, it's exactly the same way it is in the United States. There is no difference. You know, track mm-hmm. and field is just a niche sport. It's just like some, you know, what something people that every four years they tune in. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They get excited about. But in <laughs> Europe, like, Man, like Rome, it was rocking, man. It was unbelievable. It's like, it's the most incredible thing. Brussels, same thing. Like all those big races, they, they are rocking. So I, it's not it's not that like the fans aren't there because they, they are. It's just that I feel like it's not in, in North America, to be honest. Yeah. You know? Uh, I mean, I, I, maybe I just kind of maybe conclude. I mean, Mo already said everything. Uh, I think it's fantastic. And um. I haven't even like that's a great question by the way. I wasn't even thinking about it. <clears throat> that I, you know, throwing a gambling in there. I think it would be basically like playing in like few people. Um, maybe a majority of people might not be able to like really excited because a lot of people are not gamblers. And uh, maybe just bring a little game or something or in between the meets. Like let's just have like entertainment crew or something in the field or something like that to be able to educate the people about um, the sport or something. You know, and I think, you know, even like coming from America, like coming to America, like as a, as an immigrant, you know, uh, the first time I, I watched, um, I watched the, uh, football, I thought it was a terrible sport, you know? Everyone and, says that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was like, what, I love football. It's my favorite what, Yeah. What, what the heck is this? It's like, okay. And then if you really dive into it, it's like, you know, it's more than, it's more than just like, you know, trying to cover, uh, you know, five meter, uh, five meter or whatever, ten yard or uh, five yard or something like that to to get a like, pass down or something. It's like it's the whole people that are watching this thing is like they're getting entertained. You know, there is cheerleaders, there is dancers, there is uh, shirts th- thrown into the, uh, the the um the, the audience. There is beers. You know, uh, there is a beer also served in a sport. It's like it become like um is an event instead of like just going to watch a sport. You know, so I think I think. If we kind of like maybe extend, you know, you know, you know, track and field as well to be able to like to 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 bring some sort of like a a little small little games here and there between like waiting for the um waiting for the another event to be to start or something like that. Maybe we we need to bring like little kids, you know, maybe like kids will come in and raise a little bit and they will win some prizes or something like that. And then a lot of like you know a lot of people will be able to like still getting excited like oh it's not just like you know, going to watch these guys run so fast and then and then that's it. it like, the whole community, we are, they're involved in this thing. Because, like, what we're trying to do is, like, we're trying to uh, bring as many people. We already want a track and field fans. We need to be able to cast a bigger net to be able to bring other people. If, if we target the young kids, young, you know, young people to be able to, like, to get them engaged in the sport, most likely they're going to bring their families. They're going to bring their grandparents sure. as well. And serve the beers, you know, have entertainment in between. You know, people will come mm. and they will fill the stadium and it will be great. Well, I'm going to, I agree with both of you to a certain extent. You're a purist. You're like, you just want the niche athletes, the, the yeah. passionate guys. Mm-hmm. And, and you want the community. You want everyone there just to have a good time, man. Yes. But I'm a degenerate gambler and I know <laughs> how fun gambling is. Like, if, if you just ask... Uh, Centro, we've talked about this. 
more people texted him after the Rio Olympics for um, people abroad, obviously, who were like, hey, thank you for winning me $9,000. Thank mm-hmm. you for winning me $5,000. I agree you want kids involved, but look what that's done to like minor league soccer in the U.S., right. where it was all about like, getting kids involved. We get parents involved by serving booze and, and gambling. <laughs> They're, hey, I'm a friend, fan of the Broncos because my dad loves the Broncos. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a fan of Lopez Amon because my dad loves Lopez Amon. Yeah. It's about you can make community by loving something that everyone loves. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And gambling will do that right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Frankly, yeah. it just will, man. Right. And if more people, people are worried that our athletes are going to be paid off. But if athletes make enough money, they don't need to be paid off. Yeah, that's true. frankly yeah. how like that, that's that's, yeah. true. that's how it is, and, yeah. and the best way to make money is to get more people involved and more money exchanging hands. And it's gonna be it's gonna be gambling. Gotta oh, gotta yeah. gotta do it. Hey, yeah. I mean um, the horse races they they do exactly the same thing. So right, that's true. Right, and the purists aren't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. They don't care. Yeah. Fine, sure. They can gamble <laughs> on whatever. And you know what? Maybe kids might come out if dad's, <laughs> if dad's like, hey, we're going to the races today. <laughs> I I think it's just the obvious choice. Yeah. Uh, I hope that I, I, I saw I saw Woody Kincaid had that great workout on that thing and maybe I need to put my money in uh, Woody Kincaid exactly. There you go. I got one in a thousand odds right now. I'm not <laughs> even racing the entire year. That's but awesome. hey, that's smart bet. Yeah. Smart bet. Sure, sure. Um, Cool. Let's talk about the next thing. Yep. All right. Speaking of one in thousand odds and me not not racing, we're actually about to race a five k. This has kind of been on the down low for a while. Um, we're about to race a five k in three days. We're gonna just basically do a time trial between me, Matthew Sensowitz, <laughs> Lopez Lamont on the Nike campus yeah. for no money and uh, just in front of our bosses essentially. <laughs> uh, and a lot of people are like, hey, man, Bowerman, you guys, you never race. Like, this is terrible for the sport. This is supposed to be a spectator sport. This is supposed to be, um, we want to watch the best. You said it earlier. We're the best team in the world. And I do believe that. Like, they want to see the best runners run. But we need to focus on what is most important. Right. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's the Olympics. Yeah. Right. So that's what, it's the Olympics and it's World Championships. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess my question to you is like, is this a good thing? Is like, or are we just product of the system? It's the thing, yeah. People always complain about Bowerman not racing um, like that much. Jerry's athletes don't race that much. Um, but in all honesty, if you really look at the number of races that we do, it's it's pretty. I mean, it's it's the normal amount. I don't know. We race like eight to ten times a year. We do. You know, what I mean, some of them aren't like as quality as they probably should. But the reality of, of the sport is you need quality work and, and you know, you have to prioritize um, your races. And obviously for our group, it's Olympics, World Championships, and that's number one. And then from there we go down and if, if it fits in the schedule, we'll go out there and, and, and do it, you know what I mean? And, and take opportunity of, of running fast and, and what have you. Um, but to be honest, like, I think it's a, it's a, that probably one of the reasons why I probably don't race as much is one, we're trying to protect our bodies. You know, mm-hmm. like I think Jerry in many ways is trying to protect, you know, he's looking out for the longevity and the health of the athlete. You know what I mean? Um, it's a brutal sport. Um, you need to put in certain amount of work in order to reach the heights and, and the dreams and the goals that you've set out for yourself. You know what I mean? For 
those the, the like you know the priority races you know um i'm telling you like i mean you know for me i haven't over the last i don't know like four or five summers i've been at the world championships or the, or the olympics and so i don't really know what it's what it feels like to be at home watching those those events from I can home speak to that. but i tell you it probably sucks mm-hmm. it, it definitely sucks so i think for jerry that's what he's looking for is he's trying to like get his athletes to get to those um, uh, events, you know. So, and in order to do that, you got to put in your fall, you got to put in your winter. your winter, and, you know, you got to pick and choose the type of races that you do early in the season. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's about putting in work in the fall, surviving the winter. Yes. <laughs> and then excelling in the summer. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. And, <clears throat> you know, I can speak to the uh, being left out in, like, World Championship Olympics. It absolutely sucks. You know, and to see your athlete, you know, some of the guys, like, maybe you beat. Like, to be able to make those, that team and you watch them on television or something like that. Like, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty tough. I really believe in Jerry's work, um, work and, and coaching and preparing us for the for the big dance. You know, I call it big dance because, obviously, like, you know, we, you, you know, uh, we did not, you know, you and I were, like, you know, going to the, um, you know, USA Championship. It doesn't matter what what. It is. You need to bring your A game. You know, this is a tough team to make. You know, and and most of the time, like people who are racing a lot or something like that, they're chasing the time or say chasing whatever. Most likely, they're not gonna be able to make the team, or they they might just get to like where, where we are right now and they just pull out and say like, you know what, I, I my body cannot be able to to withstand the, the workload and to be able to be for me to be prepared to prepare for the world championship and. And go race out there and trying to win medals, you know. And and I think I think what what I what I'm trying to say is like, yeah, I think it's better for it. It would be good for us to be able to race more. And also like, you, you gotta have a balance. You gotta have a coach that have see a little bit more like, you know, what is the best interest of the athlete? What can we do to be able to like to get this athlete to be ready when when the world come to us, you know? And I think it's like getting putting in the work. And success is gonna come later, maybe exception of this year. It's because like things are a little bit later, something like that. And the next year is everything's early. I don't mind losing a little bit, not racing too much to be to be able to focus on what what Olympic games are gonna be, and and maybe like in, in year twenty twenty or twenty twenty one we can be able to experiment things that we can be able to do. Like especially like you know obviously do not experiment things on the world championship. Uh, year, but you can experiment things in up here, you know, and then you, you can be able to like, you know, go back and say, like, okay, how many meets are we going to go race here? And we can just go out and, and, and run past times. I, I, t- I, mean, I agree with you guys. I think the, just to come from the other side, a lot of people are, it's like, well, it's easy for you to say that, but you and Lopez didn't get you being me, Woody. <laughs> uh, Woody and Lopez didn't get, uh, the world standards. How can you say that? How can you say that you are just trying to be uh, the best that you can when you need to get the standard? Now, mm. what I have to say to that is, um, it's like shooting a free throw in a basketball. Yeah. Like you can be someone that shoots. You can go out there and you can just shoot as fast as you can, yeah. and you can shoot as many balls as you can in sixty seconds. Say, mm. or you can be, or you can be smart, and you can take your time with each shot yeah. and shoot less shots, but make more shots. Yeah. That's that's how I see Jerry's program, mm. but in this case we missed a very important shot. <laughs> like we did, no we doubt. Did. Yeah, and no and doubt. it's 
it's our own fault, but I think we still gave ourselves a, a really great chance of, exce- right. of exceeding um, our, or fulfilling our goals later in the season. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, by taking our time and by only having a few shots. Yep. Yep. In exactly. his defense. So, yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean, the, the other thing is, um, um, you know, the amount of mental energy that p- individuals exert during, you know, the lead up to the Olympics uh, lead up to the to the world championships that in itself is like you got to recover from that as well you know what i mean mm-hmm. and also the physical um like physical aside from the physical training and you know for us what we do is the way that we structure um you know the way that we structure the year is all all fall essentially all winter pretty much we're still in mental break we might not be um, we'll take our break you know where we're not running for a few weeks at the end of the season but mentally I honestly, like for me, this is what I try and do is I literally, I'm mentally checked out. I'm going through the motions in a lot of the workouts sometimes, you know, because I'm, I'm trying to like mentally not think about races, mentally not think about my co- competitors, um, all, all, sort, all those things. Um, so, you know, if you are mentally not thinking about races, um, you might be in really good shape. If Jerry's like, all right, let's go race out there, you probably aren't going to race that well, you know what I mean? So obviously it takes a lot of mental energy um, for, for the Olympics and the World Championships. And, you know, you definitely need the recovery, you know, and it takes, it's not, I mean, fans, you know, they got to they gotta understand. It doesn't just, it doesn't, we're not, like, we're human beings, you know what I mean? We're just, the bod- we're bodies, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and reality of it is we need we need our recovery. We need... Uh, our months of yeah our months of a little leisure and uh, where we're kind of like doing our own things and we're really kind of like um, kind of finding ourselves you know coming to terms with the disappointments that we've had uh, maybe coming short uh, of of our goals um, and really really regathering ourselves and that doesn't come like that you know I mean in a snap it comes months of, of toiling with that and months of uh, coming back with it and months of just cussing at yourself or whatever um, so yeah, yeah, I th- and, and and also I think the uh, to add into that is the like there is like a lot of stress going into it, and I mean we we literally look look at it like all the meets right now and all the big meets are in Europe, right? And when when we are training in Park City as we are right now, and imagine just kind of like flying every other week to go to go race in Europe to to do all these things, and then like the travel from here to Europe and then back, you're missing at least like one week of of, of training. You know, and and I think um, to kind of cap in about this time trial we're gonna be doing, it's like I think Jerry is very very smart about what what like we have the bodies, we have everything we need. We can if we can put a really quality train quality ra- racing here in America, and again we go back to like kind of like you know to see can we be able to like set our own races in America and like have the fans come and watch. You know, I think I think we we're trying to do. Um, what we about to do on Tuesday in, in Nike campus is like, are the people going to come? You know, are the people going to be excited to see? Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, it looks like a time trial, but it, actually it's a great race, you know, because we're going for like a really good time to be able to qualify for the Olympics. And, and it's a, you know, IAAF like, you know, um, certified race. Why not do this often? Why not like, I mean, instead of just like spending a lot of like time to travel all the way to, um, you know, to Brussels to do all these things and like 
and then you you losing your training time and and things like that. And why not just just finish whatever you do and set up some few races that you're about to go do. So I think I think it's fantastic, and I we're not we're not losing any time in training, and we're not losing any time in like traveling as well. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I I think also that's why we we're trying to like maybe set up a indoor meet, you know, to go run a very fast time in indoor, but. Training in indoor is very very difficult, yeah. and trying to like train and trying to go out there maybe like a place like BU or something like that to go and and trying to like run a world you know a world standard time, you know it's, it's still it, it's affecting your training as well because you're thinking about it, you know and um but I I think it's it's you know I obviously you know I'm sorry for you you're not going to world championship but like you know again I think it's it's, it's all like building blocks for the next year. It's all about what we did, what we did wrong this year that we, we need. That's why we have this race because once we get the time out of the way, then we're just going to go out and train and, and trying to get this, um, make, uh, have a lot of like bombing, um, team in that world champion, you know, Olympic games. And sure. I think it's a good thing. Yep. For sure. For sure. I agree. Yeah. And I understand people's frustrations. <clears throat> like they're, they want to be, like at the end of the day, we're at the end of the day, we are entertainers, yeah. um, and we're there to entertain. Right. Yeah. And if we're not, then what? We're gonna go dance by ourselves and then, <laughs> and then say we're the best dancers in the world, like Kobaya. But it's we're trying to look at the long game, and then we're trying to take our shots, and and that's what that's what works. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, all right. Now, now's the very hard part of this. Talking about taking shots. Uh, I I promised on another podcast that I talk about this Lopez. Um, we gotta re- we gotta talk about USA's. We gotta talk about the five k. What about USA's? So, <laughs> I, I'm sure you guys are aware there. If for for the audience that <laughs> Lopez is playing down, for the audience that isn't aware, there was there was a there was some talking in the five k um, between me and, and Paul Chalimo. And Lopez Lamont uh, sat in third place for, for most of the race and, and uh, made the moves at the right time. And he uh, outkicked Paul Chalimo. And then after the race, Paul was visibly pissed off. Just yeah. like, yeah. I went to shake his hand. He's like, don't shake my hand. <laughs> Just like you wouldn't. Because I, in, in the middle of the race, I refused to take the lead. And... Um, he wanted me to take the lead, obviously, because I'm nobody to him, and and um, he's a wants wants yeah, to be Lopez Lamont. He's, a, yeah, he's yeah. trying to win the race, and then that didn't go down. I I took I just said no. I didn't bow down. I said yeah. sorry, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Politely in the race, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul. I'm sorry. Please carry on. Uh, and you know, I think there was some animosity there. And a few weeks later, uh, we thought about just kind of playing games with him a little bit for those not in the know this is about an exchange between lopez lamong and paul chalimo on instagram chalimo has a trademarked saying where he says just go hard or suffer the rest of your life and <laughs> and so uh weeks after usa's we were bored at camp and we thought we would just mess with chalimo on social media and we made a hashtag that said just go hard unless they go with you the the chit chat that we were that we had on Instagram between you guys can look it up I'll leave a link in in the bio between uh, you and Paul 
is that a good thing for the sport? Do we want like beef, or do we want to be like, hey, we're best friends with everybody? Yeah, like, to, I, I mean, to, to be to be honest with you, let me just walk you through the race or something. Okay. And um, you know, I told you from the get go on this bench on Woody Kincaid, Price of Mile. From the beginning, that like. <laughs> by we, the way, wait. By the way, Paul uh, Lopez calls me Price of Mile in conversation. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Just so you know. Right. Okay. Go ahead. And they're like, we train to beat people. We train to go win races. We train to make Olympic teams. We train to hopefully win medals. That's what we do. And yes, I mean that is. When we are in a in a play of like a in a field of play, we play. We play hard. We play hard because everybody wants to win. And um, you know, you being my great teammate, we we've been working very hard. Yeah, we that's exactly what we did. We trained to be able to go beat Paul Chelimo. And we knew he was gonna do that. We we knew we knew Paul Chelimo. It you know obviously I watch a lot of a lot of video and lo a lot of um film about what he did uh, to me and to everybody else in 2017 when we came, and he came out he went straight and he took the pace from the from the beginning win the race and run, and run amazingly 1308 and you know and obviously like we are not ever going to allow that to happen in this sport because nobody is bigger than than a mountain nobody's that good no not exactly nobody and, and and then that's why, like, you know, when we went out, we knew exactly what that's exactly what's gonna do. And and we ran a race, whatever he is gonna do, we will match his 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 thing because he's he's not a horse. He's not gonna even though a horse get tired. You know? <laughs> he's not a Lamborghini. Even Lamborghini needs needs some gas, right? <laughs> so, so the thing, some, you know, at some point he will stop and get and and, and put the gas in uh in, in, in his you know in the, in the car, right? Yeah, and pit stop. So, and, and in this case, the pit stop was me. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> so the thing is that for him and for him to like, I mean, yeah, like you know, we, we, he shook my hand, and I'm very sorry he didn't shake your hand. Very unfortunate. Like, you no, know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care if you win X amount of medals and you are like a world record holder or something like that. You have to acknowledge your competitors. That that's what we do. So it doesn't matter if this is somebody like you, you know, I mean, obviously you're, you're keeping your heart. It's like, you know, and um, next time you go beat those people. But like, because we are entertainers, people, kids see us like, you know, if we, if we finish races, you should go shake hands. Basketball people do the same thing. Football uh, players that do the same, all the sport is shake hands. Okay. So I don't, I don't, I mean, and, and after the uh, little, play thing that we, we put on on, uh, on on Instagram is uh, like for him to just go out and lose the slip out of that. I, I thought that was like a little bit. That was hilarious. That was hilarious, right? No, to, we to, have banter all the time. Like if I lost all the sleep from all the crap people give me, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't sleep at all. I mean, I mean, for him to just go out like, okay, like to, to spell out his medals he, he won in a world stage. I, th I think it's a fantastic for him to win the medal for the America, you know? And, and you know, I think you know, for him to get like silver medal, for him to get whatever the bronze medal, whatever it is, you know, in his name, it, I think it's good for the sport. It's good for like for for the U.S. and we all are really very happy about that. But he is not. He cannot just say like, "Well, th this is where I am," 
and therefore like everybody else should be able to bow and and, and worship me or mm. something like that. That that that's not what the sport is because the sport is like a you know because he said a lot of things like okay it's gonna be something about like you know next year in the Olympic Olympic trial is gonna be like a funeral for the bowman you know but I think it's cute but also it's kind of like reckless on him. I'm gonna stop on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it is it isn't reckless because he's I mean. He says he's done it before. He's gonna take the race, and maybe next year, that's what he does. But yeah. um, now he has to. Now he, now he put it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to see what he does. Uh, I'm not worried. I'm not I, worried. I, I'm not, I know you're not worried. I'm not. I'm not worried either. I, I think. I think it should. I think obviously, like Paul Shilimo is is out there. I don't know where he is right now in Kenya or Colorado Springs, whatever whatever it is right now. He should be able to listen to this podcast to really think deeply about. What this sport is, this sport is very small. Like this is a very small little community of 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 of, of, a, of a sport. Because like whatever you say, you know, once you're once you're done running or something, like you know, those things are gonna be you know there in like in in a cloud or whatever it is. You know? For, forever, forever. That's history. But but when when somebody a kid come and like ask you a question like you know what, what what do you do like do you have an explanation or you just you cannot just react uh, of a react or something like you didn't see it was a joke yes. you know it was literally a joke because i i beat him i won the race he got second he's going to world championship you are not going to world championship I'm not, i am I'm not, not going, going. <laughs> i'm not going to world championship you should just take a high row right right mo yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. I mean, you, you know, like Mo you, stays out of this. By the way, <laughs> Mo would never say anything. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, like you know, Chalim Chalim is a great athlete, mm-hmm. and I mean, for me, I watched that race uh, at USA's, and you know, when you won, I was jumping around. I like I was I was screaming my head off in my in my in my room, um, just losing it, and mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, that's a that was a big scalp for you to to you know, to take. And also, I mean, you know, for, for you to go to head to head with. Um, and the reality of it is, it's like, I mean, yeah, for sure. Like you always want to acknowledge one another. It's a, it is a small, it is a small uh, community for mm-hmm. sure. And for the running, you know, the running community and especially on the distance side, there really hasn't been like a lot of like, um, a lot of beef, a lot of uh, mm-hmm. tension. I, I felt like that's usually like reserved to the sprinters that, you know, if you look back, in history, it's usually right. in, you know, the rivalry and the head-to-head type thing has always been reserved to the sprinters. And to be honest, like, I think it's, I think it's, it's I think, I think it's a, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you guys like each other, if you guys don't like each other, it's, I think it's a good thing because it, it makes, it, it creates a reason for people to, to tune in, yeah. to watch. So makes me run faster. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and absolutely. yeah, so I think that's, yeah, it's, that's definitely good. And then also like, I mean, honestly, like, if you win, you can say whatever the hell you want. You know what I mean? Like, you can be a jerk. Like, I honestly, like, this is what I say. If, you, if somebody beat me and they're being, a, like, a jerk about it or, you know, this and that and the other, I, I don't really care. I'm like, you won. Like, you have that exclusive right. You can, you know, you won. Like, you can, you can thank whoever the hell you want. You can, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can thank God. You can thank your coaches. You can thank your teammates. You won. Like, that's your, you're on a your pedestal. Time. You know right. what I mean? So, I mean... Yeah, that's that's what I yeah, and and, and 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 also like you know, kind of like I don't know. I think I think Woody, you you will be able to like elaborate a little bit more in detail, like you know what what the whole thing went down. It's like you know when that gun go went off in Des Moines, Iowa, we didn't ask Jalimo to go like rabbit us, okay? 
for him to just go on on like on on a social media to say like oh I was a sacrificial lamb for the Bauman people. We we didn't we didn't point him to say like okay go out and rub it this race. He's the one who decided to go out and do exactly what he did, mm-hmm. and and like there is no way in a hell that I could have taken the, the lead because I want to go beat him. Of course, you know, and like it, it wasn't like okay we're gonna go out there and try to run a very fast time because there was not that such a communication, and so I mean I think I mean obviously. I mean, we don't know what next year is gonna is gonna bring, you know. And I think I'm very very excited. I think a lot more people they're gonna come and feel that um, he would feel the new brand new he would feel like to be able to watch the real like fireworks going on because I think it's, it's gonna be fantastic. I think um, I'll prepare myself. We, we, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna train very hard and like to really to see like what you know. The, the, the limit of this sport can we can we go sub 13 in like in a championship style race Jesus Lopez I'm trying to survive no, 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 no. <laughs> I want to make the team no, no, I'm, 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 just, I'm, I'm just saying I mean the thing is like you know some people say like okay whatever if the pace is this if, if we're gonna be able to close in this um I'll close I'll, I'll close faster you know can we close a 5k in 51 yeah okay so in, in a very very I, I, I'm, I'm very excited. And I think it's going to be an amazing 2020. Mm. And um, I think, you know, at, at the end of the day, in, in, a, in a very serious note, it's like this team mm. is an, an amazing, amazing team. Bowman Truck Club is a fantastic team. I think it's, it's more than a team. It's a family. And because the, the stuff we do and like just, just the, the vision we, we, we all have uh, to each other and like our, to, you know, coaches and staff. And, you know, I, I think it's like, it's a very professional, um, you know, very professional organization. And I think a lot of people out there, like they, you know, if they haven't known about what Bauman is all about, it's like people will like die to be able to emulate what we have. I think once the group is back together, once like we like, because the funny thing is like, we are very excited all the time. You know, we, we love what we do and we share things over the dinner table, over like, you know, maybe a little movie 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 time or, you know, cards, you guys gambling a little bit. But I think... A lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, th- I think it's all about bonding. It's a great, great bonding thing. And like, you know, all those little small little things all like, you know, just brush your shoulders and, and, move, and we're just going to continue and do the right, great things. Yeah. I, think, I think it's just going to be fuel for the, you know... For the fire, which so I think that's it's gonna be good, and I'm really excited. I mean, honestly, you know, you know, like uh, Chalimo's challenge to Bowerman, I think that's a good thing because you know, with eight eight months to work with, um, mm-hmm. and we have, I mean, we have the bodies. You know, I mean, we have the bodies. I mean, American Army, uh, the, the American Distance Project, right. uh, their group, they have the bodies too. Dude, so if exactly. they get in in shape uh, by this challenge, great. You know, and then it, you know and it's definitely going to challenge the the Bowerman Bowerman boys for sure. So I'm I'm really excited, and obviously I don't I don't I'm not going to be participating in that uh, in that Olympic trials. I wish I was, um, but uh, you know you'll be participating. Yeah, yeah, just in a, in a different yeah in a different capacity for sure. So I'm I'm excited, man. I'm excited. It'll be it'll be great. So yeah, it's not like we don't have respect. The man. fact that Lopez has to say that we're, we're going to have to go sub-13 to beat you, <laughs> that shows how much respect we have for this group, like for, for other yeah. groups. Like, yeah. 
but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it too. Like, uh, yeah. I'm this excited, is gonna be crazy. Man. I'm so excited. Yeah, can't look too far past Doha, but so, I mean, I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. Um, cool. Yeah, that was a great discussion. Let's just finish with uh, some questions about Doha then. Yeah, you guys cool with that? Mm-hmm. Sure. I'd like to hear Mo's thoughts on how we th- how he thinks the five k, ten k double in Doha will be different. Ooh, and he's referring to the fact that the five k heats five k first, yeah, yeah, five k is first before the ten k. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this is definitely like a different um, format than anything that I'm used to. I mean, I compete over the last couple of years, and the ten k was always within the first. I don't know, it's like either the first or the second day. Um, and then you would have four days or so, and then you would have the heats of the five, and then he, four days later or something like that, you'd have the heats of the, or the, the final of the five. Um, man, that's a really good question. Honestly, I mean, reality of it is it's 20Ks of work in the legs, you know what I mean? So in that regard, it's not different. You know, the workload isn't different. Um, but I think... Um, this is the way that I've been looking at it is like, I've been kind of looking at it as a, there's a tune up um, like heats of the uh, heats of the 5k for the final of the five, uh, 5k. And then I think that in itself leads for another, it's like a, almost like, you know, racing into shape kind of thing or getting sharpening up race, sharpening up for even for the 10k, you know, eventually that, that is towards the end. Um, obviously we're going to be sharp and we're going to be ready to do whatever we need to do for either for the five and the 10. Um, for example, when the 10K was all, was at first, the way that those guys run, it's a straight final. You know what I mean? There's no heats. There's just so much bent up energy. Um, there's just, everybody just goes hard. And it's brutal. The 10K is just a brutal, brutal event that, I mean, they've closed in like 13, 15 over the last 5K every single year. And it's like low 20, 27s. And the way that they do it, they're doing a farla kinet. They're doing it. Um, fast lap, slow lap. Um, it's just a major sprint, everything like that. So I think I'm assuming the 10k is probably going to be quick. And if the 10k was first, coming off of coming back, doubling back from a fast 10k in your legs and doing two 5ks would probably be pretty hard. And I feel, I feel like the it's 5k is always tactical. What what has happened over the last several years, and this is probably a product of or an influence of Mo Farah is that it's super tactical. It's always been super tactical. It's like, it's a glorified 1500 meters. So I feel um, having, if if it's a slow tactical 5Ks, the legs are going to be a little bit fresher for the 10K. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm explaining myself well enough. But, no, I, I understand. Yeah. Like sometimes it's good, just like a pre uh, like a, a race gets the juices going. Yeah. And it, and it gets like the... Yeah, the mentality. <laughs> yep, going. So if you race five k and it's a tactical race, you have more in the in your legs for a ten k. For the ten k, yeah. And you're already in that race zone where you're yeah. ready for it. Yeah, exactly. And the reality of it is, the ten k. You know, Joshua Chapter guy. You know, he was the runner up from 2017, and I mean, they won in 26. I mean, Mo Farah won it in 26 40 something, in in that ten k. And Chapter guy is the is the run was the runner up. And he's the essentially the one guy who's coming back from that. Um, you know, he's essentially the defending champion that's coming back. Uh, Mo Farah is not going to be there uh, as a placeholder. Um, I mean, he might be. He Mo might Farah, be. My, for, so yeah, he so Mo up. has an automatic qualifier. He does because he's he a uh, champion. He does. He he could show up. I I'm, I don't know if he's gonna. I mean, 
Maybe. We'll see. But, you know, like, Septiguy has sort of, over the last, since Morfair's departure, has sort of been like, I'm the 10K guy. You know what I mean? And that guy is no joke. Like, you know, he's tough. He he can do it any way he can. He essentially uh, went wire to wire, led for the Diamond League final over the 5,000 meters against really good 5,000 meters. So, at 5K with that guy is always going to be fast. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> If you do that first and you're trying to come back for two 5Ks, five, eight days later, your legs are going to be pretty trash. You know, So it's going to be really interesting to see, for me especially, because I haven't had the opportunity to run a 5K fresh, straight up. Like, I mean... Not even this race. You're training through this race. Yeah. Well, Just an aside. <laughs> yeah, but I, I haven't had the opportunity. In 2017, I did a 2702 10K. And then came back, and I was I placed sixth in the te- in the in, in the five k. Um, it's one of those things where I kind of questioned myself, like maybe you know if you did just the five k, would you have placed higher a little bit more? You know what I mean? If you you know if your legs were a little bit fresher. So for me, it's sort of an answer to that. You know, it's going to be having the five k, you know, heats of the five k, and a and a and a final of a five k. You know, let's see how much higher I can finish with a with a you know, with no other races prior to that, you know. This is a good thing? In, in the, I think I it's, it I, is a good thing for me. I'm gathering yeah. that you're like, man, this is good because this is... Yeah, honestly, you know, in, 20, in 2017... You're thinking about a lot of people right now. Yeah, a lot of people. I mean, in, in 2017, I did the 10K. 2016, I did the 10K. It was trash, obviously, first. It was a trash 10K. And then I came back and did the did the 5K, and I was, you know, uh, top five in, in, in the 5,000 meters at Rio. And and then in 2017 I did the 10k again and it was it was a good 10k I ran I was eighth in 2702, um, but then you know I then I came back to double for the 5k and you know I was sixth fifth you know pretty much about the same I've I've over the last year or so I've been sort of asking myself I was like you know what man should you have run just straight up just a 5k you know what I mean as opposed to doing a 10k where I probably clearly wasn't as ready you know what I mean. I got dropped. I mean, those guys put 10 seconds on me over the last 600 meters or something like that. You know, so clearly... 27.02, I understand. But, like, I wasn't as ready, you know what I mean, right? Um, Maturity, body maturity, all that type of thing wasn't still there. I mean, clearly, if you look at, you know, that event or the, you know, footage from that event, I clearly wasn't ready. Like, you can just tell body posture, body language. I mean, those guys were just running, gliding over the last six, seven laps where I was sort of uh laboring in some ways um and in the 5k i could i obviously i've sort of been a name amongst uh, the diamond league uh races and stuff like that and even you know at the world championships and stuff like that so i've sort of been like no man maybe you should have focused more on the 5k and really not not the 10k um and now i get to answer that question you know by having the 5,000 meters first um you know, and really running a 5K fresh um, before the 10K, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I, yeah, that, yeah. that's what I'm saying, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I get and, it now. I but, think that's yeah. that's the biggest what if in this race. Yeah, exactly, is, yeah. But I mean, to be, yeah, but to be honest, like, I mean, yeah, I've answered, I've answered myself those questions, but the reality of it is, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't ready in either of those races. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see. This, this might be the... This might be the. I, I think you're you're plenty ready based so, on on your training. Um, yeah, but obviously this is new territory. It is. Yeah. Lopez, 
Who are you thinking about going in this 10? Who and what? Going, I was going to win this 10. <coughs> Ooh. Yeah, I'm curious. Who do you have in your mind? Who do you have in your you mind? Know, you have you're running for the gold have, medal. Yeah. Do you have me in your mind? Do you have <laughs> running next to you? Or you're out kicking him like in a 50 flat. Uh, to, to, be, to be honest with you, like, um, I'm still learning. I'm still very, very young. I'm still like a toddler in a 10,000 meters event. And that's another blessing that I, you know, from this team that like, I, I get to train with a veteran in the event. Mohamed is a veteran in 10,000 meters. He's been running 10,000 meters since he can remember. 17. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, for me, it's like, I mean, since 17. 17 when I was 17, 17 years old, I was like, I wasn't even training. <laughs> I was like eating pizza every day. <laughs> and, and drinking right. Coke and, and Pepsi and all that. That's and right. like, you know. He absolutely challenged me, and I'm learning everything, everything from him. You know, I watch a lot of, you know, races that, like, you know, for the 10,000 meters, how, how to win the USA Championship, how to be, you know, to place well in a world championship and stuff. Like, you know, obviously, I watched, I watched a lot of numerous videos or film of, um, of Hassan Mim uh, winning that, you know, 2017, winning the 10,000 meters. And I told him, too, like, oh, man, I give you everything I, you know, I did for me to, for me to be to be successful in 10,000 meters. But uh, going back to Doha, who's going to win the 10,000 meters? I think, and I believe... Other than you. <laughs> I believe Bauman guys, we're going to go one, two. I don't know which oh, order. Baby. <laughs> yeah. He just can't be, not be optimistic. Right. <laughs> so I think we're going to go one, two. And because the fact that, like, we train so hard, we prepare so much. And, like, you know, obviously, like, there's a race on Tuesday. We all train through it as well. And uh, because we got a bigger fish to fry, you know, in, in, in Doha. And, obviously, you see all these guys have been tra- running and racing and all these things. Like, I mean, obviously, like, we are human beings, as Mo said uh, earlier. Like, we, you use your body, you use your energy or something like that. Whatever, like, when, when that ends you basically run with the fumes. You know, I think I I saw probably the, the person that who is going to be tough is uh, Joshua Kiptaga. I think because this guy selects races and he's very, very smart about what he, what he, what he does. But every, everybody else has been racing since, you know, and maybe they're, very, they're, maybe they're going to be sharper in a month, you know, and we'll see. But I think um, we are in a good spot. And me, me, me and... Uh, Mo and, and, and me will be, uh, we're just going to go out there and, and hopefully help each other back and forth, back and forth. And when, once I started looking back and I'm, 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 hurt, I'm hurting, I want them to be able to see me and say, you know what, this is the time to be able to like just follow me and I'll take you to promise land. I'll do the same. I'll, I'll do everything, you know, to try to like run with my teammate and hopefully we, our tactic, tactic will, will come true. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we're definitely in good place. I mean, you know, there is host of uh, names. Um, I don't like Kenya hasn't even selected their their team yet. Right. Um, you know, Ethiopia hasn't selected their team yet. So right. there's so many different names that they have. Um, but I mean, I think we're definitely in good place. I mean, I think the we have experience, and I think that's one thing that we have going for us is mm. you know, you know. Both of us are two-time Olympians, mm-hmm. you know, multiple-time world championship competitors. Yeah. Um, so, like, experience. Experience is, like, the big is a big thing. And I think, I mean, it's really showing our 
our training, training mm-hmm. really. And I mean, I think we're definitely hungry. Both of us are really, really hungry. And um, that's going to bode well for, you know, in, in three times a week. Nice. The audience is in for, I mean, you guys are lucky because you already know, we don't actually know what kind of shape we're in. They already know because this is going to come out after Tuesday. And on Tuesday, we're going to run a 5K and it's going to be indicative of where we are. Mm-hmm. So we could be saying we're, we're going to go 1, 2, and 10K and run 1320. I don't think that's the case. But, but, but still, it's still pretty good for 10,000 meters. Sure if, is. Yeah, if you run 1320 and do back to back, that's a metal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, optimism, baby. That's what's up. So, so. so yeah, I guess this um, this will be interesting to listen to in, in five days after the race. And yeah. uh, thank you guys for doing this. I appreciate no it. Worries, no worries. Lopez, you said that you'd be on Price of a Mile. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. So good luck. I mean, to- I'm, I'm based off the uh, running for my life. Yes, of course. So it'll just be, I mean, I just read Lopez's book in, in depth. And if you haven't heard that story, there's going to be an HBO series on you. Yeah. They already did it, but mm-hmm. um, I haven't seen it. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they might have a movie going they on. They have a movie. Yeah. And uh, obviously, this book running for my life, and uh, he's going to tell the story again uh, on Price of a Mile. So look forward to that, and uh, good luck to both of you at Doha. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. See you guys later. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Okay, so that's it for this episode of The Price of a Mile. Uh, again, that was Lopez Lamont and Mohamed. Uh, you can follow them on Instagram at uh, Lopez Lamont 9 and Mo Speed. Uh, you should also, uh, if you have the chance, just read Lopez's book, um, Running for My Life. And uh, as we talked about, he'll have an HBO. Uh, he has an HBO series and uh, he has a movie coming out. So look forward to that. And thanks to Sidious Mag for continuing to put on the podcast. It's been a long time since I put it out, so I appreciate them still putting it on. And the biggest things I have today is for anyone that came out to the Portland 5000, thank you for being there. It was uh, one of the greatest moments uh, of my life, and uh, it just felt like I shared a moment with everyone there. (laughs) I don't know if it was all in my head, but uh, thank you for uh, showing up, and thank you to uh, PDX Track for putting on the event on such short notice. So... uh, Man, can't wait to, to hear from you guys some more. Uh, look to Sidious Mag to find out who the next guest is on The Price of a Mile. <laughs>